of whatever happens. Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith. And I'm Jack. And I think Keith is in a different room than he normally is, unless he's just moved his camera or I, you're not. I have moved the camera. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, yes, I rec- either that or the last one I was at the office versus my home office, because I'm at home right you, now. So. You were at the office the last time, I. but this is your normal residence. That's I recognize the probably, baby puke. Probably just a different camera angle. <laughs> yeah, I recognize the baby puke color of the walls, so that is... They, they are, in fact, baby puke blue. Yeah. Fun fact, guys. <laughs> babies can puke blue. Um, things that I learned becoming Caleb, a dad. Caleb, who is, a, who is the father among us, has this knowledge. <laughs> babies can puke all sorts of colors. Let me tell you what. It's, <laughs> it's exciting. It's terrible. Uh, so I wanted to start speaking this episode. Fact, this, this Speaking of blue, brought to you yeah. by... Speaking of blue. <laughs> no. Uh, well, anyway, okay. I wanted to start this episode talking about um, uh, something that we saw this morning that we then very quickly didn't see, but we can't talk about that instead. So <laughs> instead, we're going to talk about the Tories. Hey, judge, pay attention I, to your release dates, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they, hey, guys. They're all over the emails and the documentation for a reason. Don't. Uh, hey, uh, this is actually here. Here's some friendly advice from. Uh, currently a, uh, a manufacturer side guy who's also been a media side guy embargoes are important and they're important for a reason and if you blow an there's embargo, a lot of work that goes into those please do not violate that date and just be like yeah it'll be fine and like it's, you know there's nothing worse on the on this side of things in the gun industry is when we work really hard on a product that we have managed to keep quiet Mm-hmm. And then somebody just fox twos the thing into the into the ether with no question of what that's about to do to your life. And the number, one, the number one source of broken embargoes are gun shop employees. That is the num- like number one by you know the distance between Usain Bolt and like the fastest toddler because it pops up in distribution lists that this thing is coming and it's going to be for sale because distributors update their shit and then the and then the stuff goes out for pre-release like you can you can put it on the shelf this day so I had oh yeah I got them in the back I got I had a gun that was sent to me that was on an embargo, a gun that wasn't supposed to exist, that I, I was getting to review and everything. It went to my gun shop <clears throat> and one of the employees were like, this is really cool and took a picture of it and posted it to social media. And I was so livid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As well, you should be. I remember like they were like, well, we'll talk to him. I'm like, I don't know. You're not no, going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to him. We're like, I want a meeting with this guy who just about burned me with a major manufacturer and like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, I motherfucker. <laughs> we, uh, we had, we had one of those recently at, on the tour side where a website and everything's, and I want to be clear, everything's cool between us and these guys now, but what they did was they went on the, so if you don't know guys, when you have a new product that you're launching at shot show, and if you're an exhibitor, you can upload it to this thing called the shot show new product center. So that media can like build a plan of what new products they need to see and stuff like that. So despite the fact that I had written the embargoes into the titles of the things in the new product center, 
uh, somebody just went and uploaded them all on the internet and was like, hey, look at all these cool new things coming from Taurus. And it, I was that also one, with all that media, I can confirm the dates were in the titles. The first yeah. thing we saw was like, we will talk about this on 21st of January, 2023. Yeah, was That's like, the day yeah. we will talk about this. Yeah, it's fine. It's just one of those things where like, so, you know, busting embargoes, I get it. It's a thing that happens. Um, this isn't what we were going to talk about, but it's what we're talking about now. And, you know, it's important if you are, there's a lot of people in this industry who are aspirational to being in this industry, right? Yeah. Like you've got a lot of up and coming young writers and stuff like that. And guys, working is... counters, guys, guys, up and coming writers. It, the, if you are junior in the space, I do. I do want to give a quick shout out. We are aware of this particular embargo break that we're talking that we're kind of referencing because of a listener who uh, reached out this morning and sent me this like little gem of a video. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to give a name, but you know who you are. This is your shout out on the show. You didn't ask for it, but you're getting it. <laughs> you're a real one, and we appreciate you. Uh, we keep, absolutely keep it real, homie. I like guys. I like people like that. Um, but yeah, no, like if you're up and coming in this space, right? It is there's always such a temptation to want to be the one that's like disruptive and, Oh, I don't do things the way they've always been done. And to a that's certain extent, to a certain extent that can be valuable, right? Like if the way that you're being disruptive and not doing things the way that they've always been done is, I don't know, implementing technology to make your site score higher in SEO or something like that. Cool. If you are breaking embargoes because the internet doesn't do embargoes, the news is the news right now, which is by and large a quote I actually heard from somebody once, then you're going to get blackballed real quick and you're never going to get guns before their launch date. Blacklisted. Can I say blackballed? Yeah. That's what <laughs> is that, wait, why is that? Why is that a bad word? Hang on. Is that. Right. I, what? I've heard of blue balled. <laughs> hey, we we now have to like we I no, this is this Merriam Webster, this is hang on. We're we're going back to the origin. No, this is like the black spot. The historical origin of the term black ball is like the black spot. All right, listen. Ha. Blacklisted. Whatever. Same thing. Did, did you check Urban Dictionary as well or just Oh uh, Lord. No, I did not check Urban Dictionary. Check them both. I don't. I don't want to. I just want to be a normal middle-aged man. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Even Urban Dictionary has the normal definition for it as the first one. And I don't do this scroll down four levels on Urban Dictionary no, no, no. to if, find if the dirty if one. If it's not on the first page, you're probably for kosher. Anyway, <laughs> but, right, I got a dirty mind. That's not my thought. <laughs> that's totally, that's totally fine. We know what your search history has in it now, and that's okay. Um, but in all seriousness, you you'll you'll get blacklisted because uh, we all talk to each other. Like we, everybody, the, if you are new and up and coming to this industry, one of the things you understand it's very like this is a close industry. It is love, very we, close. Yeah, it's 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 close to the point that like when I find out that people that I know and consider friends are working with other people that I know and consider friends, I'm not surprised by it because of course we all know each other. The industry is this freaking big. It's teeny teeny tiny. Um, it's and so yeah, just everybody be cool. Don't don't blow embargoes. Don't blow my embargoes, especially because I really did work hard on that product launch, whichever what it was. 
Uh, so everybody, let's all get along and be cool about it. So now that we've talked about that, we can pivot to what we were going to talk about this episode, which is brought to you by Taurus USA and guns.com. And if you're looking to buy a cool new judge, like the, a cool new gun, damn it, damn it, damn it. If you're, you're looking to buy a cool new gun, it. Like the executive grade judge, go to guns.com or Taurus USA to find out more. Anyway. But, but hold on. Caleb, the Taurus judge, a cool gun. It is a cool gun now because it now has. Oh my god! It now has Navy Seal Dev Grew Gold Squadron whatever. Okay, so if you guys understand what happened, uh, I was uh, I, I was I was literally sitting in my office, and there is a former uh, like you know, tier zero midnight dark Navy SEAL operator who posted a thing about how he got his Taurus judge. It was all beat up. And so he took it apart, Cerakoted it. And now it's his retirement boat gun, right? Which this is guy, a great purpose for that gun, by the way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like you got water moccasin. The, Tor- the Taurus judge has probably done more to eradicate this, uh, the snake scourge. population, the scourge of the poisonous snake population or just, you know, snakes. The, the Florida the Florida home for that is very on point. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, fast forward and he posts a, this the, the 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 Navy guy posts a picture of himself downrange with his three inch judge shoved into the front of his vest. And if you scroll down the comment section, there is a comment where he says, "I used to keep two rounds of birdshot in it for popping locks, and three rounds of triple op buck for popping skulls." And I was like, "Dear Jesus, what is happening right now? Did this man just single handedly make the tourist judge operator as fuck?" Right. Like, so there's this I, overnight I think, SOCOM approval done. <laughs> I think we can all all admit that there was a time. Where the Taurus judge um, did not have a good a good fan base. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, there are still Taurus judge. Like the, I actually said this in an interview in this capacity, wearing my Taurus shirt is the easiest thing for me to mock about the judge was never the gun; it was its fans. Right. I I fully believe that the Taurus judge is a useful tool. If, if you're an outdoorsman, if you spend a lot of time around water, you will, especially in the South, you will deal with water moccasins. And that's mm-hmm. a scary creature because it, it does move through the water really fast. It's very poisonous. You're probably 40 minutes from a vehicle, another hour from a highway, and then that's 30 to 40 minutes from a hospital. We're at two hours of a really agonizing bite. And if that doesn't kill you, which... For an adult male, it probably won't kill you if you can get to a hospital. It's but for not a child, if you can get to a hospital. Right. Though, that's the thing. It, if you're, if it's a child, that's not looking good. So I absolutely think you should have a device like this to deal with that creature. Um, and I think the torch judge fits the best, like size, profile, number of shots, and variety of load. And if you want to, you can throw forty-five long cold in it, and that is a round of note. Yes. Yeah. Stopping power, they, no, but 45 long cold ball. It makes me question. Yeah. Or. I don't believe it. 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 I don't believe it
ain't been stopping power, but if I did, the 45 long colt is uh, around. It's up there. Like, with, look, <laughs> it's not the number. It's the length. I'm so susceptible to that, too, because, like, I genuinely don't believe in handgun stopping power. But when I drop a 225-grain jacketed soft point into the cylinder on my judge and it goes punk <laughs> as it makes the noise going in there, I'm like, but maybe a little bit of me believes in stopping look, power. Just I don't, poco. You, you I don't believe in stopping power. To leave a big hole just for a treat. <laughs> but there is something noticeable here between these two. Actually, not on camera. This is this is you. This is the guy she told you not to worry about. Um, I <laughs> oh, will say that. I, I don't believe in stopping power. <laughs> But I will say, reloading a 10-round Chip McCormick feels like you go, came from a family with both parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, I'm not, not wrong. wrong. You know exactly what He's I'm talking wrong. about. I mean, I, I came from a family with both parents, so yeah, I know exactly what you mean by that. At least, I, I, I know what this feels like. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what it feels like. That's reloading, amazing. Like, Watch, watch Tim Herndon reload a single stack. I mean, it's because his hands can't fit around a double, but that's not his fault. <laughs> God made him small. He made me look, small, too, so like, look, there's no look, hate. I, no hate I, I change will, to Tim Herndon. Hey, look, there's no hate <laughs> towards Tim Herndon. He can outshoot me on his worst day on my best day after I've warmed up. It's not even a competition. However, I can get stuff off the top shelf, and that. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. I I, I feel that. But yeah, so we uh, play to our strengths. His is not vertical. A former Gold Squadron dude made uh, you know, has a whole thread about just killing people with a Taurus Judge overseas, and I'm absolutely here for it. It's fantastic. Right really now, is. now I definitely want to get one and see if like I'm probably gonna buy one or get you guys to send me one. And I'm going to shoot a bunch of locks with it. Oh, that's such a great idea. Because I, like, I, one, for those who don't know, I physically hate locked doors. Um, I, I used to do a lot of urban exploring, uh, which is recreational breaking and entering. I no longer do that, but like. If, if, I like that you add the recreational part to it to make people think you were just breaking in. Well, no, I would. I enjoy doing stuff um, that's illegal. And, well, it wasn't <laughs> illegal. Is a very weird term in these worlds. <laughs> we don't like that term. Um, I was also occasionally did some security auditing for places, and while I really enjoy my my truest passion is uh, human engineering and getting people to take you into places that they shouldn't take you. I do hate locked doors, so I have like a whole bin back there of lockpit shims crowbars that i kind of like worked up and i will tell you that a fat max that you go and buy from home depot they're about this big they've got a hammer a hook and a pry those will get you through just about anything that's not reinforced but it's not fast um so i believe that he has shot locks with that mm-hmm. thing I am curious as to the effect of it, and if it is an effective tool for doing that, it will make its way into my, oh dear God, it's all ended package, because my breaching shotgun is this big, it's a 12 gauge, 
and it's heavy. If you're telling me that I can do 60% of what this does for a quarter of the size and a quarter of the weight value, that's 100% worth it to me. You know, and I got to think, too, I will say. uh, Uh, Caveat, Jack Clemens and the things that Jack Clemens endorses are not endorsed by any of our sponsors. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, hang on. I do actually. I mean, I, I don't. I don't not endorse using the Taurus judge to pop locks when the context of the lock popping is legal and ethical. Um, so there you go. Remember guys, everything's about context. It's not what you do. It's what you can articulate in the report. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, will, I will give a, a shout to the Taurus executive grade judge in this regard too, is I did not physically understand how nice that gun feels until I finally picked it up at shot recently and i'm looking i'm i went from like meh to now now i want to shoot it now i want to shoot oh, it they're, they're fantastic I, to shoot. And, and shoot it with a lot of 45 cold I'm, I'm, i'd show you mine but it's in my chest bag which is in my closet because i use it when i go biking and running and stuff like that because not that i think i'm gonna run into something in greenville south carolina that needs to catch a 45 colt round but you know i saw a coyote once in this town and i feel like that's 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 it that's the reason no the reason is because i like it that's why but remember guys it's also okay to carry guns because you like them like it it really is it's fine (laughs) and and all all i ask is that you're realistic with its standard Mm -hmm. like i i personally hate the terms well i'm never gonna i won't need to if you tell oh, me really? like all you really need is like I hate those terms. Like no, that, those are, that bothers those are me. absolutes that you have um, no quantifiable reason to say are I, I have I, one of the big ones that I run into is people have told me like, well, you won't need a weapon mounted light. You shouldn't, you know, wherever you're at. And I'm like, I have a friend with a confirmed conus with a weapon mounted light. Don't tell me what you will and will not need. This world has a large degree of variety, and we get to make our choices based upon it. If you can articulate that, you're fine. What I don't want to hear is, I loaded this thing with birdshot so I don't even have to aim. Blachow, 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 blachow. Right. That's not a realistic expectation. That is not a good reason to carry a judge. Uh, A good reason to carry a judge is you could say, hey, I've got uh, the new Hornady Critical Defense 410 load, which keeps all three projectiles in an eight inch circle at 25 yards. You know how I know it does that? Cause I did it with that. It's fucking cool. Uh, or you could say, I like 45 Colt revolvers and nobody makes a fucking medium frame 45 Colt revolver. So this is what I'm carrying. Now, you say both those things. Those are both fine. I'm those looking, are, at, the, I'm looking at the top of the judge and I think there's enough material there on the executive grade to tap it so I can put a dot on this thing. Oh, yeah. Dude, There's if there's enough material for us to tap the 856s and put plates on those to mount them, there's definitely enough material to tap a uh, judge. I'm just saying. Now, what I require you to do is tap it and then put an acro on it. That's what I'm going to do. So I don't like the acro. I, I, okay. It disconnects Jack from the call. When I, I, also, I, I am also not blown up. If uh, I have, I'm not blown away by the acro. Like, 
It's very disconnected. My favorite, my favorite dot is also like the dot that can't stand up to anything is the SRO. Like I like the big window. Um, I have one SRO and it's absolutely turds. I'll buy it from you. you know? It has parasitic battery drain, so if you put a battery in it, it'll last about a week. Wow! Why didn't have you not sent it off to get fixed? Oh, I got. I had a. Trigicon sent me a return label. You know how little I care about it. Fair. That little. That like, little. I'm just like, what? Whatever. You know, for me, it's a toy optic because it's not durable enough for one. I can't. I don't really have a revolver that it works on. Two. Uh, I never. I just never found fell in love with the SRO and I got it about the same time that I was getting into acros. Right. And I am, I am an aim point supremacist, like all the way until the end of the day, I'm upset that I'm getting this crappy you know, LPVO optic to replace my sturdy aim point that, la- you know, batteries last for a year. Aim point tough run over with truck. Err, aimpoint good. LPVO, oh, I, I, fragile I, I, and shitty. I like the Comp M5 just fine. I love that sight. I, the the Acro, I'm just like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely an aimpoint supremacist. I have no desire to get this fucking Sig Sauer one by whatever bullcrap LPVO we're getting it for my other job. Um, and that's not shade on Sig. I've been told it's a wonderful optic and it's all those things. I just don't need a six power telescope on my fucking carbine. I disagree Fine. with you. I I, I know you disagree. With I me, love that. Okay. I love this. I actually so I actually I, like I, the sixteen so much. <laughs> so I've been playing around with. I know we're we're just fucking scatterbrained on this episode. It's fine. It's a good called. episode. I am playing around with what I think may be my new favorite optic setup. Um, I have to wait for all the parts to get in. But I got um, this primary arms prism sight. This is, this is the one times, and it has some problems. Namely, it's very bright out the front. Um, right. and I was like, I was like, man, you know, this is really nice. It's very clear, and they make one that's is that the a same. fucking Galil. Yeah, this is a that's Galil H Gen Two. I like that Jack I've got casually flexing the Galil in this video, just like what? so. Well, I've got I've got this because I'm doing an article on. I started with an AK, and this is where I ended up. Um, and like if I wanted to make an AK in the 21st century, all the things I would do to it would make it turn into an Ace Galil Gen Two, with one exception, um, and that's the stock system. I don't like. Uh, this could be. This is way better than the Gen One, but it could be done better um, by simply just putting Picatinny back here, so I could use all the aftermarket stocking systems that are available. But anyway, that's. I just ruined the article for you. They make a that's three okay. times version. No of this. one that listens to this show can read. <laughs> <laughs> so they make a three times version of this. I want to get a three times version of this. They make a one nine three mount for it. I'm going to put that on there. And then I'm going to offset a red dot. Okay. And then for less weight than an EOTech, I have a three times prism and an offset red dot. That sounds awesome. This reminds me of a tangential thing because, again, I am not, uh, what contrary to what many people think, I am not terminally online 
and I also do not follow like the meme pages really or anything like that. Why was everybody talking about ACOGs like a month ago? Because uh, it, okay, so the ACOG thing, I think there's this idea of like kind of coming back to like rugged optics and like giving yourself a little bit more magnification. And enough GWAT dudes were like, oh, I could uh I could just use an old ACOG. Because an ACOG weighs less than an LPVO. It does, in fact, weigh less than an LPVO. And if you have the weight, if you live in an environment where you were probably leaving your LPVO on three to four, then you're probably better served with just an ACOG. I I I think there's value to that depending on your environment, but you shouldn't be worrying about this too much. It's um, the, it, it was a it was another one of those things that the internet grabbed a hold of and and went with it, and they took what was a concept of a hey, I can get along just fine with a simple ruggedized optic, and my life will be fine. That right. didn't invalidate the fact that I can get along fine with a red dot optic and maybe add a magnifier that's also super durable. Or you can get along with like an LPVO like this March. Like if you're in any of those three camps, your life is probably good as long as the optic does what you want it to do. If, well, and I think that's really... kind of the point, really, is that if you have a good optic, it's a good optic. And you should probably spend less time worrying about having either what's cool or what's retro, because ACOG... Uh, actually, side no, no, hang on. The best optic ever made by man, hands down, is remember that little baby one-and-a-half power ACOG? Oh, God, Keith's a oh, huge oh, fan of that thing. That optic fucks so hard. So nice. I don't I like the eyebox on it. I'm, it's, I'm... You're proportioned kind of wrong. Right, I get it. Uh, shout out to, hang on, I gotta remember the commenter's name, it's like RB214 or something, uh, who so wanted I, to know exactly how big Jack is. Oh! That, uh, and, cause you held a, in the last episode, you held a, a pop can, and it looked very small in your hands, and the, my response as the official comment, uh, commenter guy, uh, was, Jack is the brute squad. <laughs> um, this is a full-size 1911. Uh, no, that's one of those browning three. Uh, it looks like browning. It looks like the browning. <laughs> it does. That actually looks in your hands what it looks like when I hold like a commander size nineteen. <laughs> like, Wait a minute, this doesn't look right. Or an officer's model, if you're, let's be real. But yeah, so Jesus Christ. So, um, but like Let's, on that point with the optics, you know, it. I do sometimes get frustrated. Oh, I frequently get frustrated at the internet, but I get frustrated at people who or you know and they're in my dms or they're wherever and they're constantly chasing whatever the gear du jour is or the zeitgeist gear of the time and if unless your gear is like an actual limb fact like if you you know let's say let we'll use plate carriers for example if your plate carrier is causing you physical discomfort to wear it for more than an hour that is an actual limb fact you should buy a different plate carrier go find one that fits you better Okay, but when we talk about things like optics and sighting systems and even weapon mounted lights in to a certain extent, you're probably better off just sticking with what you already have, assuming it is a quality, durable product. Right. I'm not saying that if you've got like, you know, um, had this optic come on one of those like 
one of the gajillion. So when I was reviewing guns for the NRA, I had one of those, I forget which one, but you know, there's like an, there's a million Turkish companies importing striker fired guns that are all knockoffs of the Walter P99 action. So it was one of them and it wasn't Canik. And I don't remember which one it was. And it came with an optic. And I remember there was no branding on the optic, no name on the optic. And I had to like do some really deep dark searching to find out that it was like most glorious people's manufacturing company that makes that actually makes the optic and then sells it. So if that's what you've got, you can upgrade a little bit. You can go up from your airsoft grade optic. That's fine. But like, if you're seriously like, if you're if you if you're like me and you've got an aim point on you know an aim point red dot on your you know serious use rifle, don't worry that you have an aim point on it. And you know, well, what if I need to go up to you know six power magnification? Guess you'll die. I it really I, it really is. It's the it's the difference between all right. Well, you know, I've got my little nine mil mp5 here and i've got i've got a mod light on it i've got an acog on it um one one and a half power glorious acog but if i had a red dot instead because somebody was like oh that's a dumb optic you should have a red dot instead like okay put put a red dot on it okay put the uh, primary arms 3x on it they do a they do a lower velocity reticle in their little compact 3x if that's what you want to run on it do it and then when you're talking about five five sixes and seven six twos and stuff like that you can have a one to six one to eight one to ten or you could have a fixed power or you could have a dot and a magnifier as long as it works you're good so going from something that works to something that works maybe slightly better is way lower priority than going from something that doesn't work very well at all to something that does uh so today i just learned that trigicon now makes a version of that 1.5 acog with a nine millimeter pc uh, pcc reticle that's got a uh, bdc for up to 200 yards and that fucks even harder than i i was not aware of that yeah. version uh, yep. uh bleh, i'm totally fucking kerfluffled right now i kind of want one of those hey, on my pcc purchase guys Turns out marketing works on marketing guys like it, it does. Well, also <laughs> I have a I got a 16 inch PCC and right now I just have like a, a Vortex Spark on it, which is a perfectly fine like mid tier oh, yeah. red dot. Like, but now I'm like, but what if I ACOGed this bitch? I I think there's like also something to be said here. Like, when should you start making decisions like this? Of like, hey, I want to chase an envelope. Uh, I, the same I time that you have di sufficient disposable income to do it. Yeah, there's the first thing. Don't yeah. go into debt over dumb shit. No, no. And 90% of this is dumb shit. If you are like, Jack, defensive carbine, I want to keep my family safe. 16-inch gun, mid-length gas system, red dot, very powerful white light, sling. In that uh, order... Put that together. Grab whatever fucking bullet you can, cause five five six gonna work. Is there stuff, is there stuff that I think works a little bit better in five five six? Yes, I've got some bougie loads. I've got some custom zeros for that stuff. Absolutely. But I got the disposable income for it, and I spent some time learning what it all did. Like my first AR. Mid-length red dot 
light. Done. Done. Done and dusted. You take that to like anybody asks. Well, should I get LPBO? Should I get this brand? Does it work? I, and I'm not going to tell you. Stand up. You need to take as many hours of private training as I have. I'm going to tell you to go take two classes with whatever you got. What are the two Jack classes? Well, no, no, no. I, I, whatever, whatever the. Oh, matter. okay. Not, so like, I thought this was going to be like, like, like hey, two <laughs> go. Well, I'm, I, if I had to say take two classes, I could think about that for a little bit. But I would say <clears throat> learn to shoot, learn how to think while shooting, and then the rest of this becomes a really nebulous question set. Mm-hmm. There are guys with red dots that can hit targets at 180 yards. On demand. I can't do that. I can't see that well. And once I realized I couldn't see that well, I realized I needed something with a little bit of magnification. But that was a personal decision that I made after understanding my limitations of my ability to shoot. Guys, you know, once, once you get into the category of functional, like solidly functional, this gear works fine, then we're in the realm of preference and preference is fine once you have checked the functional box preference is fine i'm a i'm a huge lpbo guy and it's all to do with my eyes and the astigmatism because it's just such a clearer sight picture for me i lpbo just about everything what doesn't have an lpbo often has an acog for the same reason it's just a much clearer sight to me i only have a few dots I only have a few dots. I, I feel like there's a joke in there. So and what's interesting, you know, on that note and kind of to what Jack said, I was talking to Gabe White about this and he said something in his class that stuck with me when, when someone asked him why he doesn't use a red dot on his pistol. And he said, my eyes work fine with iron sights right now. And it was the right now at the end of it that caught me because he was very much like, if they stop, then I'll do this other thing. But there's no need for him at his shooting level, at his performance level, to go get a dot. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so when you have guys who are like, hey, you know, I have a really bad astigmatism or something, or I'm having a hard time focusing on the front sight, but I can focus at distance, or, you know, and we're not going to do an episode about whether you should be target focused or sight focused because that's a whole. I can't believe we're having that conversation again. Um, but like I thought Brian Eno settled this for everybody forever, but I was wrong. Didn't I'm gonna do the same old arguments all over again. Anyway. Of course. But, that's why ACOGS came back. Yeah, that's fucking A, right? That's why that is in fact why ACOGS came back. God damn it, Keith. All right. So anyway, guys, uh this episode we've learned several things. We've learned that there's a uh, former Navy SEAL who killed people with a Taurus judge while overseas, and that's fantastic. Uh, we y'all, got, y'all guys need uh, him in the booth, okay? Like, you oh, need dude. him. Well, right I want to I, I think for like Craig, be like, where yeah. like Craig had like his whole like Open Nairobi crazy. mall ninja outfit that you could like go and like touch. I, I touched it, you know. I was like, but <laughs> he's very small. He like walked up behind me at Circle Bar. And I think it was you, Keith. You're like, that's Craig Christensen. I'm like, where? And I like turned and I'm like, where is he? And he's literally <laughs> right here. <laughs> like, and you're like, oh, hello. Yeah, he's, he's not a big dude. <laughs> he's not a big guy. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, dude, no, what I want to do, do you remember when they put uh, Todd's, like, 90,000-round P30 in, like, a glass case full of brass at SHOT Show? I want to do that, except with his judge in a glass case full of SHOT Shells. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out what we put in the glass case with the I'm judge, mixed. but yeah. Uh, yeah be great. Anyway, all right, guys, that's it for this week. Um, if you guys have... the Thank you for sitting through another episode of our Millennial Ramblings. If you guys have uh, topics or thoughts on things that you want us to talk about, feel free to leave those in the comments. Again, shout out to the guy who wanted to know how big Jack is. The answer is Barry. All right, and that's it. We will be back next week with another episode.